Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name's Jake, with me are Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer Terry. This week we're here to talk about Resolution, written by Chris Chibnall, directed by Wayne Yip, aired January 1st, 2019. Cody. Jake. What'd you think of this one? Jake, that ending was absolutely fucking off the charts insane. And for that reason... That's absolutely pretty good. Okay. Uh, Sam? It was good. I enjoyed it. it. I was sad that we didn't have the Daleks last season, I think, and it was nice to see them back. Jill? I liked a lot of parts of it, like a lot. It It felt like in previous to this season episode, there's like feel goods, connections, all the stuff going on, Daleks, of course. There were parts of it I didn't appreciate as much, but we can talk about that later. But mostly I really liked it. Terry? I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I thought it was very fast paced and high intensity action. And then all of the silent moment parts between like Ryan and Aaron were filled with a lot of emotion. And it was just a great episode. Alex? I fucking love this episode. It was so good. It looked good. The storylines in it were great. The music, like I commented multiple times how awesome the Dalek music is. It was just so fucking cool. Hey, Jake. Yes? What'd you think? I also really like this one. Um... Uh, yeah, we'll get into it. I like it. There's stuff I don't like, stuff I like. Speaking of stuff, give me some. Who likes what? Uh, so like everything I liked happened in the later half of the episode. Yasmin's still trash, does nothing. I wanted to change a few things, but dear God, what they did with the Dalek here, I didn't know I was so thirsty for. This is the Dalek that we needed to see in the new season. This is that that delicious fucking upgrade that we needed to see in my opinion <laughs> so so by end what do you mean like when does that begin uh let's see probably for me it begins when oh god when when the dalek in control of the lady fucks up the cops takes the car and yeah. then goes and starts <laughs> building a dalek suit so by the end you mean 14 minutes into yeah. it <laughs> Was it was it well, 14 minutes? It seemed like it was way yeah. later. It no, was pretty it was, quick. It kind of it got a little bit slow in there when we get to Ryan's dad and then his microwave yeah. peddling garbage. The second I saw that microwave, I'm like, here's the end game. That's it. This is important. Yeah. That's way too much <laughs> screen time. So that was pretty Check obvious. Check out the microwave. Yeah. But what, what they fucking did with yeah. it? The true. Okay. So when it really kicks off is when the lady's like, the Dalek isn't. Or, no, what the hell did she say? Uh, the Dalek has a suit and he's going to kill everybody. Verbatim. That's what she said. And then the doctor runs away and the Dalek like blows his way through a doorway and the fight is fucking on. And it's just a ride all the way through the episode. The, the entire rest of the episode. I have a few ideas for the ending. Couple script changes, but we'll we'll get there. Me as well. Uh, going back to what you said about Yaz, uh, I have an idea of how you could have implemented her better. And I was thinking this when I was watching it is like, why is the doctor leading the investigation, tracking everyone like Yaz could be the person on the keyboard, like hacking into the CCTV, like 
doing cop shit, and that would have been great. Because <laughs> you know how cops are hackers. Well, you know, like use the TARDIS and the psychic link. Like Yaz is smart. She'd be like, oh, there's cameras on every corner or something. And then the TARDIS would just be like, oh, let's do that. Yeah. Well, I did come to the real- realization in this one that Yaz is the doctor's muscle. So, like, when they first land in the sewer, and they're like, oh, you guys should get out of here. Yaz, make sure they get out of here. And then Yaz, like, escorts them out. <laughs> and and then uh, later, the doctor's, like, trying to carry all the microwave parts and just, like, hands it all to Yaz, who's, like, carrying it. Yaz is just, like, uh, you know, the 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 gangster's, like, number one guy who just <laughs> gets yeah. shit done. The yeah. capo don't regime. Ask questions. So not not in the limelight, but just like right to the right. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the limelight, but right to the right. My brain can't handle. <laughs> Too left, weak. Send help. Left hand man on the right side. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I really enjoyed the doctor's bluntness when she first meets Ryan, or uh, Aaron. I mean, of uh, just going like, hey. You're Ryan's dad. You're a big disappointment. Like, you <laughs> let him down. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> he dropped him. And then she just, like, gets up and moves on. Like, all right, now that that's done. Work to do. Work to do. Carry on. I can't decide with Jody with her. Like, again, I brought it up the last episode. But she's got some really good one-liner zingers that just, like, trail off. So they don't, like, they're not obvious. They're not apparent one-liners. But we had captions on this time, so I caught more of them. Like, she says some really funny things, and they're just, I don't know if it's her delivery or the direction, but then things like that, too, like, with her bluntness, I feel like it could be played up more. Um, Maybe, like, we've, like, previous doctors, like, everything she says is delivered just in a speaking tone and never, like, I don't know, the, the lasting moments or the you know, kind of funny moments or the things that should stick with you just don't because they're delivered exactly the same as everything else. I, but I like the subtlety. I think that happened a lot during Moffat's era because he loved to just throw jokes away because he's a sitcom writer and that's where he comes from. So there's a lot of Matt Smith and River Song lines in particular that are just like super funny, but they zip through them and immediately move on to the next thing. Yeah. It's just a style, I guess. Um, I, I did like Jody um in that scene when she locked into the Dalek and was talking to the like first through the microphone and then through the hologram. Um, and then her switch when she switched it to talk to the lady and not the Dalek, like she was immediately just like softer, like in her delivery. Like it was it was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, and I really like the shot of when she spins and the hologram's just there. And so, like, she's kind of talking about what she's going to do, but if you haven't seen the episode before, you don't know exactly what she's doing. And then all of a sudden she spins, and you're like, oh, shit. And then they're face-to-face. Yeah. Yeah, the doctor had some, like, Matt Smith flexing, I'm going to fuck you up moments in this episode. I really, I really liked it. I dislike what she did in the end. That, like we see a lot with the doctor. I, I'm pretty sure Capaldi did it. I know Matt Smith did it, where she says the Earth is protected by me, but uh, Jodie Whittaker's doctor said me and my mates. And I was like, nah, that just. I mean, that just took away from it more than gave to it. Methinks. You gotta throw him a bone once in a while there. Fuck off. It's Graham, Ryan, and Yasmin. Like, it's the doctor (laughs) that's protecting the Earth here. Why do you insist on using Yaz's full name? (laughs) Because, I don't know, you know, just in case, just in case, you know. Because in the first episode, she says, my friends call me Yaz, and you refuse to accept her as a friend. You know what? You're not not wrong. Those deep truths. One of the lines that's most memorable to me, and one of the lines I hated the most is when the doctor comes out of her tar- the TARDIS and says, um, these are my best friends, or something like that. Yeah. Like, that that just felt weird. I didn't like that. I do like that. And I think that was in the trailer. Or there's some line about, you're my best friends now, or something like that, in the very first trailer. And I think it kind of... You know, it's an attempt to make her different than the other ones. And yeah, I, people. some people don't like it. And I just... 
personally, I, I'm into it. I was kind of I, like, I'm conflicted because I like it. But um, also, like in this episode, there's moments where the doctor is getting like, almost like Eccleston, like, I'm going to murder this thing. I'm on a warpath type feel. And the companions are just like, yeah, okay. And then there's a line she even says, it's like, this is personal. And then no one bats an eye. No one asks the question why. And just like, okay, we're going with it. Like, they don't oh, know no. anything about the doctor, but she, but they're her friends. Like, they don't know anything about her. <laughs> it's. Yep. They just, once an episode, they have to say, don't worry. We're, we're going to stand behind you just like always. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> no reason to. Yeah. It, I, I picked that up in that scene and I was like, oh gosh, that's a little weird. <laughs> There were just some cringy moments like that that are fine. There's nothing wrong with it. They just stand out to me as things I don't like. Some mm-hmm. of those cringies happened with Ryan's dad. Like, yeah. I I liked some of the stuff with Ryan's dad. I understand it with the resolve. Like, that he, he got to save the day or him being there saved it. But a lot, a lot of the moments with him just doing nothing, I really thought could have been better. Well, that's a shtick, right? He doesn't do nothing. Oh, that's kind of what I liked about him too. Was just because he was doing nothing that just showed his character of what he's been like for Ryan yeah. his entire life. So it's just like, oh god, like he's not going to amount up to anything. Like this is going to be terrible. And when it came to the end, when he was uh, possessed by the Dalek, if you will, or hijacked, I honestly thought he was just going to jettison himself out with a Dalek just to yep. keep Ryan safe. Like, I was expecting that kind of character turn. I thought that, too, because I was getting, like, some, like, suicidal vibes and, uh, like, some despair from him. But Ryan saying, I forgive you, and then the hand, like, the shot with the supernova in the background and then the hands clasping in, the sh- like, the shadow. That uh, was a good shot. Gave me, gave me goosebumps, and oh, this is so fucking good. One more thing of what I hate, and then I think everything else I liked... So just getting the hates out of the way. I hate that they left Graham and they didn't go back for him. Why well, they had you... to talk with uh, Aaron, <laughs> They right? did go back for him. No, they yeah. didn't. Only after when Graham they called, called and said, come get me. <laughs> they knew they didn't bring him. Like, and I get it. It's fine. It's character building of with him and Aaron and what, it, whatever. But why would you not go back for him? It's Graham. He's the They're best busy. part of Team TARDIS. Yeah. They, were, they were chasing a... A Dalek that was going to kill the Earth. That part yeah, makes they, me mad. Would you leave your best friend? They didn't need any pick-me-up speeches at the moment. They needed the action <laughs> team. <laughs> they, got, they left the old man at I home. I love Graham. The girl, what's her, Lynn? Lynn could have used some pick-me-up speech. <laughs> she got it. They wouldn't got Graham because they're like, oh, this chick's had a bad day. <laughs> I just hated that so much. I'm going to piggyback on some of the bad stuff uh, before we move on. Uh, I think Jill and Cody kind of brought it up. I like most of the stuff with Aaron. Like, the talk in the cafe, I think, was written well. Um, You know, the whole, like, that's not what you're supposed to say. You need to say these things. But I don't think it matched the episode. I think it really drug it down at a point when it needed to, like, continue escalating and especially for a holiday special like it should just be fun exciting and going the whole time that's a but good like point. this this long five minute sit down chat like i was on the treadmill and i was falling asleep <laughs> <laughs> that's how fucking boring it was and you're right it was i think just the harsh transition from like action pack whatever's going on at the dalek to those scenes was it just felt weird yeah and then the very end that you were talking about, Alex, um, when he's getting sucked out of the TARDIS, we, when we did our brother's podcast about it, we said that, like, it shouldn't have been Aaron getting sucked out. And I'll amend that a little bit because, you know, Ryan, I always thought it was, like, a little too easy that Ryan's just like, oh, you're about to die. I guess I love you. But I get he was doing it again, Ryan, using uh, emotions to manipulate people. Uh, he was using it to get Aaron to, like, fight against the Dalek, which I didn't pick up on the first time I saw it for some reason. Mm. Um, so I guess that's okay. But what we decided, Alex, when we did our brothers, was that it would have been more satisfying 
if Graham was getting sucked out and Aaron helped save him. Yeah. So that Aaron can redeem himself. Yeah, and I remember in that. Ryan's eyes, like help him save the only other like real family Ryan has. And the person that he was kind of butting heads with, mm-hmm. Aaron and Graham. If yeah, if Aaron had saved Graham, then he redeems himself. But in this, all it is is Ryan realizes I don't want my dad to die. But it could have been anybody, and Ryan would have tried to save them because Ryan tries to save people. It's what he does. Yeah. So that's my little rant over about the whole Aaron thing. I give I give a saw eight out of ten. Eight out of ten rant. I agree with <laughs> just, just spot everything there. I do think it would have been better if it was somebody with more of a connection anyway, like not even just Ryan, but if it was Graham, like a little bit better of a Team TARDIS connection. (laughs) Or maybe we, the audience, would have cared. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, microwave man. Good, that guy sucks. (laughs) Yeah. If it would have been Yaz that was taken, then that could have been like a really strong, like, love connection if you will with ryan and yaz because i feel like those two are just meant to meet up with each other or something because otherwise what's the point of having yaz there i'm not um, getting that from the are you shipping right not now? at all i yeah. am so shipping <laughs> right. that but... okay terry terry's fan fan mode yeah we we have to call miss bechdel and let her know that terry only thinks women should be in shows to be the love interest for men <laughs> Oh, hell no. I'm also rooting for the security guard who possibly is dead, but. <laughs> oh, he's dead. I know. I was so sad. <laughs> yeah. Jill asked me, like, what what is she doing to all these people? And I'm like, I don't know, snapping necks? Like. <laughs> well, yeah, she could carry those, like, giant steel rings at the farm. Like, like they're one handed. She's super heavy or thickly. <laughs> She's super heavy. Thickly. Adam boy. <laughs> Uh, all right, things I loved. Yeah. Can we go there? I loved everything about all of the Dalek scenes. Like, yeah. the Dalek yes. was amazing. It was really well done. The combo of CGI with animatronic. Yeah, yeah the reveal the... of him on the wall was just fantastic. When did you guys all realize it was a Dalek? That when was they my said next question. it was a Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Kraken. Did, did anyone else pick it up before? No. I think Terry had suspicions, but he was too much of a wimp to come out and, and make a prediction. Yeah, well, I mean, right away I had the figure that, like, when she touched it, she got infected or, like, body snatched or something like that. Like, it went inside her. But, like, I've just never seen a Dalek look that way. Like, I remember them with, like, a weird funky eye or something like that. Like, they look slightly humanoid, but just melted in their seats. And, like, I've just never seen this kind of looking Dalek. Yeah. It was a scout. It was creepy. Yeah, even knowing what it was, like I, they released some promo pictures, not of the Daleks, but of that the MDZ building that they were in, and the the logo of the company was like a smaller ball on top of a smaller or on top of a bigger ball, kind of like a snowman. And when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, it's Daleks," because it looks like a Dalek. <laughs> And it was like the <laughs> set designers, like fun little inside joke. That was like, well, it was a little too obvious because immediately knew it was Daleks. But I still, even this time, got a little like uh, goosebumpy when the doctor's in the TARDIS and just says Dalek, like she when she announces what it is, and there's like that music sting, and it's when you're supposed to realize is at that moment, and it still works. Can we talk about the music sting and just the music for the Dalek in general? Because I was shitting my pants the whole damn episode. Like, they introduced rock into a Doctor Who episode, and it fits so well. Is that rock? It felt metal-y. Uh, the, it's, it, like, switched to, like, classical guitar when she was, like, talking to the guy about his hand, and then all of a sudden she, like, smiles and cricks her head, and then it, like, hits back into the rock, and then you just see her dragging a body. Oh, that shit was so cool. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't, like, catch up on the rock music. I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't hear it. It hit so hard. And then in, like, the the car chase scene, like, it was just so cool with the voice of the Dalek, like, 
faster, faster. Nothing will stop my mission. Like, oh man. And yeah, then the Dalek voice was just metal as fuck. Yeah. And then her, her acting the too was really good. The laugh was gross. Yeah. Oh, oh God. The dying oh, laugh. Quick question, Cody. Um, during a routine traffic stop when there's two officers in a vehicle oh, does yeah, the other just one just start book. reading the newspaper yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> i don't care about what's going on especially when the person was going like 120 miles an hour like it's not like they're going 80 and a 70 <laughs> they were like committing a major crime nah this dude isn't a danger at all in any way shape or form let her rip bitch <laughs> do that that i that hurt me that physically hurt me when i saw that shit <laughs> And they made it a point to show it, too. They're just like, look at this idiot. <laughs> Alex, how did you feel about the Dalek hacking into the entire UK mainframe? Uh, is that is that how you do it? Is that the process? Is is that a real <laughs> place? Like, I can't imagine there's like a central communication hub like that. That's GCHQ. That's a real place. That is real? That's nuts. I don't know if that room is real, but that building but that, is real. But that function where all communications from the uk go through this like that's that seems <laughs> like know. a single point of failure uh like super <laughs> security risk like if anything gets in there like you're just fucked <laughs> yep that's sounds, that sounds about right fun fact after the episode aired gchq tweeted out um we got everything all cleaned up now <laughs> something like that <laughs> oh that's that's good that's really good Back to the voices for a second. I thought the dual voices were amazing. And like the kind of Yeah, like, the, the sync. Yeah. Yeah, and then like some like you could tell when it was she was trying to control more because mm -hmm. her voice was that's, stronger. That's good sound engineering. It was right amazing. There. And then when the Dalek like totally took control, like her, her voice was super minimal and the Dalek's voice was really strong. It mm -hmm. was so good. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlotte Ritchie, in general, who played Lynn, was awesome. Oh, her Absolutely. acting was amazing. Oh, definitely. And I didn't know her at the time, but I think we both gave her our MVPs last time, Alex. But uh, I've seen her in other stuff since, and she's great. Yeah. I, I really like her. She's not getting my MVP this time, though. I, 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 she already got one. Spoilers. <laughs> how, how do people get so lucky that when they get their mole, you know, the one of 12 you get when you turn 30? Uh, that you just get like that little beauty mark, that Marilyn Monroe beauty <laughs> mark on your face. Oh, I I really liked uh, the wardrobe that everyone had from when they were looking at the cosmic fireworks, like Graham's scarf and then Ryan's shirt. Like all of those were just so snappy. Oh, Jody's yeah. wardrobe is still the worst. <laughs> I hate it. You don't like the jacket with the giant. What's, pants? What are those pants? Like, it's just overalls, right? They're like bell-bottom They're capris? not overalls. What are those called? Is there a term? You're going to be excited for next episode because she mixes it up a little. Yes! Ooh, thank Ooh, you, Jeebus. Was anyone else shocked to hear that unit had been suspended? Yes. <laughs> I laughed so hard because... <laughs> Working for a government entity, you're just like, yeah, budget cuts and all this shit happens. But like, even unit, like, oh, they were they were cut for budget reasons. Well, you're Ouch. gonna you're gonna hear later that every tweet we got from somebody complains about that joke because it's a Brexit joke. Oh, is it? I think it's funny, and because I'm not like I don't have this torch for unit that I carry like a lot of Doctor Who Doctor Who fans have. So, uh. You know, if they're so a lot of people are like, that's so disrespectful to unit just for a stupid Brexit joke. And of course, Brexit affects their lives in a much more real way than it affects ours. Right. So, but yeah, I think it's a fun joke. And that lady who's on the phone liked one of my tweets once. And so I'm, I'm a fan forever. Nice. <laughs> you gave that puppy a bone, gal. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm very easy to get on your side. Uh, speaking of like random jokes, uh, I thought this one was kind of a deep cut when the GCHQ got shut down and the internet for like cell phone and Wi-Fi all was shut down. Uh, when they showed that family, they're like, wait, everything's offline, even Netflix. What are we supposed to do? I supposed to have a conversation. What? Like that was such a boomer humor, lol, no internet joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it cracked me up so hard. 
Uh, Did you call that a deep cut? Yeah, because... That was the most obvious joke in the world. Well, right. The joke is obvious, but, like, the meaning behind it, like... Just the boomer humor is like made me laugh. I just like the despair gotcha. that was in the mother's face too. Which is like, <laughs> oh god. <Yeah>. I I didn't <laughs> I fun. didn't find that funny at all. I felt bad for her. That woman's <laughs> life is rude. <laughs> you ever try to talk to kids? Fuck them. Well, and also it was after. Uh, well, they say it was after New Year's, so everyone's home alone. Nothing's open. Nothing to do except be hung over at home. Like, that would yeah. be the worst time to lose the internet, honestly. Why don't they just drink more? Uh, I don't know. Because their wife won't let them have a beer drawer. Uh, you drink we were in one Sheffield. beer a month. You don't need to have 24 beers in the fridge. I need to choose. <laughs> Might I interest you in a beer fridge? Yes. Yes. Highly recommended. <laughs> this is our first, like, good glimpse i think into the whole tardis and like for a long amount of time yeah. and what's with the wacky inflatable tube men things <laughs> I, I pointed it out when it was on screen i was like jill look at the tardis and she's like oh <laughs> when we were watching it terry noticed and said oh so that's so cool they move up and down i just go it's not cool <laughs> why why do they do that i did not catch that I don't know. It, to me, it looked like the TARDIS was breathing. Like, it, those were, like, its ribs that were just going in and out. Like, I don't know. It just seemed cool to me at the time. But thinking about it now, it's like, oh, all right, never mind. <laughs> Stand up for yourself, Terry. My problem with it was partly that they didn't always do it. It was sometimes. Well, it was just in flight when it was doing it, right? That or we've just yeah. never had a shot from that far away or from up above to see them do that well it just it does it in rhythm with the center uh console thing when it goes up and down for when they're moving they're dumb (laughs) (laughs) agreed the whole tardis is dumb except for the outside which when it lands in gchq looks amazing I thought the TARDIS the landing inside of the TARDIS. I thought it landing in all scenes was really cool. Like it just seemed yeah. fresh. Like when it landed on Graham's chair. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. <laughs> I was like, is that the first time they've ever parked it on something and destroyed something? <laughs> well, yeah. Usually the thing like materializes inside the TARDIS. Also, speaking of the TARDIS, I didn't love, but I didn't hate the the easy fix of the TARDIS put a shield around the team to save them. Oh, but that's canon. Oh, that's been in. Yeah. That's We've been seen in that shows. loads of times. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like when, uh, Matt Smith went up to like the, the big Dalek ship and all the Daleks were in there and like he steps out and they start shooting and it's just ping, ping, ping. And when Christopher Eccleston did it and when David Tennant did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just a staple with a Dalek episode. I feel it's just, yeah, it was always Dalek episodes. Yeah. It's just too easy of a fix for, like, the big battle that's that we've seen. But fine. Satardis, whatever. It does what, it's, what it wants. Yeah, he just nailed it. <laughs> it does whatever it wants. <laughs> I really like the love story between the architects. I thought it was fun and playful and goofy. I just think he's adorable. I think it's Mitch. funny that she, like, called him in to come to work because they had, like, an awkward kiss. And that was, it was so refreshing to, like, see both parties interested. Like, it's not like that creepy work guy that's just like, ooh, I don't want to be near. Like, they were both interested. Like, that was just fresh. I liked that. And, like, the cute, shy way he was, like, asking about Mm -hmm. it. He's being super respectful. Oh, it was so cute. I loved it. But that text before she even makes it to her car. Come on, dude. (laughs) I didn't. Yeah, he's he's a bit thirsty. I didn't read it. What did it say? So it's still thinking about you, I think. Oh, I yeah. think it was because she was so, like, in shock. Yeah, disheveled or yeah. Yeah, from seeing the creature on the wall, that he was just like, "You don't seem all right, so I'll just text you something." Yeah, you seem like you're dealing with something, so I'm going to send this crazy message that can do nothing except spe- send you into a spiral <laughs> even further. <laughs> I do like the um the Daleks uh, junkyard chic look like he looked <laughs> really cool but I was expecting like for the wheels that uh, Lynn was carrying into the 
barn. Like I thought he was going to come out as a tank. Like, holy crap. He's going to be like huge Dalek. Like this is going to be crazy. And then he's normal size. Yeah, and I was sad. You even, yeah. You said when we were watching it, like, oh man, how big is this tank going to be? And then he came out and you're like, oh, it's just normal Dalek. Fun fact. First time ever, the Dalek um, case was completely remote controlled. No, doesn't have an actor inside of it. Oh, Ooh. wow. Wow. That's neat. That is neat. My question is, was it, were the welds like fake? Was this made out of not metal? Because just the, the construction of this thing was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in Doctor Who. More impressive than her <laughs> sonic screwdriver scene? Fuck! <laughs> Imagine, like, thank God they had the explanation when she shut down its laser beam. It was like, you're not fully integrated with the tank yet. I was like, oh, oh okay. That's fine then. You can do that with your fucking sonic screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, but this dude, this it, dude pulls out rockets later and just lays ways to a military group like and deflects dude, a tank bullet yeah, that tank deflection shit was insane <laughs> and then they like show this scene where the tank operators are getting out of the tank like kind of with the expectation that oh these guys aren't gonna die when that blows no. up and then there's a yeah. massive yeah, explosion they're immediately dead <laughs> so dead but yeah we did see a lot of bodies dead things for a kid's show and it wasn't even like the like oh i'm assuming they're dead like Dude, you know the opener was metal as fuck like the history lesson where they show them yeah like, hacking a body Shoot in three pieces in oh. which then just the whole like the body is divided between the three and i'm like they're like u.s postal size boxes like how big is this body where the rest of it go and like that was why i didn't think of that in my head of like oh it's an alien thing or something like that i was like i was expecting a human corpse mm. has been cut up or something yeah i forgot about the opening but that feels so completely like a, a completely separate thing than this episode well they had to set up why the doctor would have been there <laughs> which is i i like that you, device you mean the dalek well, no, like why the doctor would have like come back to Earth to like check things out. And it was because she detected that it was doing like a temporal shift to reform its body. Like if it didn't do that, the doctor wouldn't have been there until, you know, it was blowing shit up. Uh, yeah, I also like that. Like it's been, you know, thousands of years since the doctors like started visiting Earth and hanging out there a bunch. And now she's finally like, oh, I set a scan to like keep an eye on Earth since you yeah. guys are all from there. Yeah. <laughs> Just now. I uh, I recently watched the Snyder cut of uh, Justice League and that all starts. It really reminded me of the beginning of this because that starts with like, oh, they got the three mother boxes. And so, like, the Amazons take one, and they build this giant temple to, like, protect it, and it's an under armed guard all the time. And then the um, the Aquaman people take one of them, and same thing, they have this shrine underwater, it's always guarded, and then the humans get one, and they go out in the woods and dig, like, an 18-inch deep hole, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, <laughs> shove some dirt on it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what made me think about, like, in this one, you get, like, the people on that island who, like, always have a warrior guarding it. And yeah. then you have the Yorkshire people doing God knows what. Talk and about... Then, or then talk, just that guy horse riding by himself yeah. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> talk talk yeah. about, like, cushy jobs, like, hanging out on an island for millennia. It seems pretty chill. Yeah, but you gotta focus real hard. <laughs> yeah, what, are they praying <laughs> the whole time? They're just checking TikTok constantly. <laughs> yeah, they got Wi-Fi. <laughs> How about a tweet? <laughs> tweet it. <laughs> well, first, Passion Fruit sent a jar candle at B underscore bird underscore moth got confused because next, not next year, but two years, um, New Year's special is called Revolution instead of Resolution. And so he tweeted about that. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, no. We'll, we'll read that in approximately 11 weeks. Um, but old underscore Ollie at old underscore Ollie says, now for me, this is the proper season 11 finale. 
and a proper Dalek story too. Making the threat seem real again, doing something new, and managing to tell a good story. Even if it has one of the worst gags in the whole show. Might as well get the negatives out of the way first, given I don't have too many. Those two gags in this that I'm not a very big fan of, the cutaway to the family with no Wi-Fi is flat and ridiculous, <laughs> and the call center scene is irritating and goes on far too long. Disagree. <laughs> Speaking of that scene, as much as I do like that they get a mention, cutting unit out does seem a bit egregious, especially when it's explained away using a gag about Brexit. We'd have would have loved to see 13 and Team TARDIS interacting with Kate and Osgood. Would have been fun. And the appearance of Ryan's dad was perhaps a little predictable, but other than that, I really like this story. It's a really good take on the Daleks. The idea of going up against medieval armies is such a new one, and the way that it's shown is so well done. Having it discovered by archaeologists is clever. Not using the misguided scientist idea again. The recon scout actually makes the Daleks scary again. The possession element is so effective, and Charlotte Ritchie plays the fears so well. Adding so much to those scenes, she plays the evil of the Daleks so well, the threat comes through so clearly, and she switches from scared to evil so smoothly. And the scene between 13, he wrote 12, but scene between 13 and Dalek-possessed Lynn shows that so well. And I think I'm in the minority, but I really like the new Dalek design, even as a one-off, and the more action-based scenes it has are incredible. The scene with, uh... The confrontation with the military really adds so much to the threat of the Daleks again, and the targeting of GCHQ shows the strategy of the Daleks. While I do think Ryan's dad's appearance was predictable, uh, it, I do think it worked out well. It's such an effective character piece for Ryan, and seeing the development of their relationship is wonderful. It would have been easy to show Aaron as just the bad parent, which we've heard about, but he gets really fleshed out and Ryan gets his arc fully finished by getting that closure. And Graham's reaction to Aaron turning up is brilliant, and their conversation about Grace is really touchingly done. In my opinion, the best part of this is Jody and the way she portrays the Doctor in every part of this. Uh, the joy she shows at the very beginning with all the fireworks and the New Year's parties is lovely. The horror that she shows when the Dalek reveal happens is great, and you can really see the Doctor's fear at encountering them again through the change in Jody's voice and expressions. And the face-offs she has with the Dalek are great. The scene with Lynn is excellent, with the Doctor using the Dalek to her advantage. The scene of her revealing her identity is incredible. The slight smug smugness she has coupled with the panic of the Dalek is brilliant. Very excited to hear what y'all think, but even more excited for what is to come. Yes. Yeah. However, yeah. all that's right. 100%. But instead of Ryan's arc ending, now bear with me. What if Ryan's arc disappears into a collapsing star? <laughs> You're saying like Ryan going to the star with yes. the Dalek? Yes. Now, now bear with me. What if? And I'm pretty sure we all thought that Ryan's dad was going to let go and be like, all right, I'll kill this motherfucker. And he didn't. What a coward. <laughs> um, <laughs> what if Ryan, instead of constantly looking at the doctor and saying, well, what are you going to do? What are you gonna how are you gonna save this dude? Ryan becomes the biggest man in this entire family, grabs his father, throws him in the ship at the same time, ripping off the Dalek, and consequently being sucked out of the ship, and we just see Ryan and the Dalek floating off into the star. It's drama, it's sacrifice. It's the kids special. don't really see anything dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, what that's he could be just fine you don't fucking know this is doctor who <laughs> the doctor gets this drive and th then there's that additional drama behind the doctor because now the doctor has lost a companion and then maybe in the future like some magic mumbo jumbo and ryan is saved in a terrible episode and is still alive or something who knows <laughs> but i felt like the drama of the scene met this crescendo and then everybody lived, everybody's all happy, and the Dalek was like, uh. <laughs> it just I think it was a little more away. than that. But. Was it? It was kind of not really, though. The Dalek just gave up on hanging on. Like, I suppose Ryan talked to his dad and was like, be less of a Dalek, bro. And then the Dalek was like, I can't hang on to this man. Like, did that not happen? Pretty sure that's what happened. Well, yeah, like, he he fought the Dalek, and then he was able to fight him off. 
Like loosen his grip, I guess. Yeah. Reasonable. It was epic. Don't get me wrong. It was absolutely epic the way they did it. That's just what I wanted to see because I'm not in the Ryan fan club. Or in the Yaz fan club? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Yaz even, like, you can't. Yaz is barely a character on this show. Right. I do want to bring up the Dalek design again because Ollie brought it up. But uh, at the time, the NMDs were using anything they could to claim that Chris Chibnall was ruining the show. So when this came out and they saw that design, they're like, oh, Chris Chibnall ruined the Daleks. Doctor Who's dead. This is what the Daleks look like now. When it's so obviously a one-off that built its tank in a farm garage and like clearly not what the Daleks are going to be going forward. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. I'm just saying people are dumb and will look for any reason to bitch. But I did comment on it a couple of times to Alex when we were watching. I'm like, that's such a cool design. He's like, yep. Like nothing. So Alex doesn't think it's cool. I I thought it was fine. Like it wasn't any... People are going to take this the wrong way. I liked the iPod Daleks. It wasn't any worse than the iPod Daleks. Like, I, I enjoyed them, and I enjoyed this. I loved the, like, rustic-y, pieced-together design. I thought that was so cool. I did like how, like, the center body was a giant light, as well as the the ear lights. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was First cool. First time a Dalek yeah. has internal LEDs. Yeah. Yeah, it was neat. I suppose they could do that if they don't have a body in there, yeah? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, Cindy, not that Cindy yet needs more yarn, says, Can I just say I hate that we no longer have a Christmas special? Oh, wait, I have said it many, many times on my podcast. (laughs) Speaking of, Cindy's the host of We React podcast, which most recently I think is just wrapping up their WandaVision chat. Ooh. Check them out. I haven't seen WandaVision yet. You're, you're fine. It's, I thoroughly it's really good. It. Yeah, it's real good. Nice. I need to I need to catch up on uh, Winter Soldier. I watched like the first two, I think. I haven't watched that yet. There is no catching up on anything. <laughs> I think I'm just going to try and stay up to date on Invincible, and that's as best as I can do. Uh, I haven't no, watched episode four yet. Catching up on uh, Archer. Got it. Rewatch that Ooh. series. Yeah, that's the interim oh, too. It's I'm doing that right now. We're flying yeah. through that. Archer's hot. The other day I made Terry mm-hmm. watch the first two episodes of the OC. <laughs> Who's watching? And I predicted everything. Bear Town. I was or am. I read that book and it was a great book. Really? Yes. I heard about it on a sports podcast because it's about hockey. Yeah, I the book is really good, and now I kind of want to watch the show. Well, the show's all in Swedish, so keep that in mind. But it's only five episodes. I've only I mean, seen the Doctor first two. Who is all in British. <laughs> Lol. Whoa. Hey, that she, said, she literally says a sentence that she's never been so chuffed, and <laughs> nobody knows what that means. Everyone knows what that means. We have context clues. No, well, okay. There's so yeah. You get your context for Samson. Speaking of British, the Cloister Bell podcast at Podcast Bell says, "Oops, I almost gave my opinion on Revolution." Uh, from what I remember, I enjoyed this. It served as a better finale than Ranskorov Kalos. Kolos, I don't know. Uh, the new Dalek design was great, and the threat to those it took host felt very real. Probably one of the better of Whitaker's era. Yeah, I will say I liked how they took time to show the threat of the Dalek. Because I feel like in some of the stories recent, they just didn't take the time to show the real threat to what could happen if their plan Recently. comes to fruition. But yeah, like the most recent, the Kalos off Kolos or whatever, when they were, when it was going to suck up the Earth, right? We didn't have any scenes on Earth showing what could happen. So it was just like a kind of a, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one... Like, dude's taking hostages, and we see that whole scene with the army that just gets demolished. Like, ugh. The dude is legit unstoppable until he's stopped by the doctor. Also, if the scouts are so good, why don't they just make 
scout daleks only <laughs> like right <laughs> there yeah so much more powerful when i heard that i was like i don't think they know what a scout is but apparently their scout is just the cavalry mm-hmm. uh nick forrest focus at jury of underscore one says a proper finale good to have daleks back after a season of all new monsters and the plot with Ryan's dad serves as a much better resolution <laughs> to Ryan and Graham's storyline than the last episode. Yes, one joke in this is just crap, but the writing is much tighter than a lot of other Chibnall scripts. It's fun to see that Daleks being used creatively, and Chibnall is good at making them feel like a threat again. Once again, Yaz is left with little to do, and I don't like the decision to get rid of Unit, but still a satisfying episode regardless. I assume the crap joke they're talking about was the parents and the Wi-Fi thing. Uh, maybe. That and the unit thing. Um, I will say, like, to be a little devil's advocate, uh, we talk about, like, raising stakes with the doctor, and to do that, you get rid of the Sonic, get rid of the TARDIS. Um, I thought this was kind of that same vein, like, getting rid of unit, so it's just the doctor and her friends that have to fix this. I, I thought that raised the stakes a little bit, and... Gave it a little bit more. Yeah, and now you can have feel. unit for when there's a bigger threat than just one Dalek. Yeah. Since when does the doctor rely on unit though to like come in and fix things so she doesn't have to? Well, it's more. It's not really relying. It's just they have resources. Yeah. That she could use. I just. I mean, obviously, I don't remember things, but <laughs> I don't ever remember her. I mean, I remember her working with Unit, but it's never like asking why Unit's not there. But the whole point is just to show how scary the Dalek is. But the Doctor freaks out and reaches out for help, and then it's not there, so she has to do it herself. They just brought it in so they can make the joke. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Jason Thompson at Jason underscore JTT says, is very much an episode of two halves. The Dalek was brilliant, making them making one of them a real threat again, but the plot kept grinding to a halt for interminable chats about family. Agreed. Oh, I got the second part of the Cloyster Bell podcast tweet. Oh, but that scene with the family and the Wi-Fi or whatever, hate that. <laughs> <laughs> lol no internet <laughs> i think anybody under the age or yeah like under the age of 33 is probably like that's a dumb joke and you're dumb just because it hits so hard just just because <laughs> it hits so hard like it hits it hits real like He's where the fuck kids. are you when your wi-fi goes out oh god uh, yeah that's when well, you just move luckily Luckily, I have, like, a Nintendo Switch that can play offline, so I would just play, like, Monster Hunter or something. Uh, Chris at This Emo Trash says, I like the new Dalek design. Daleks are a lot more scary when there's just one. Shows how truly powerful they are. Some much-needed backstory and character development for Ryan. The rest of the fam continue to be a delight. Was that the shortest tweet by This Emo Trash ever? World record? <laughs> Uh, James Courtney at Mr. J. Courtney says, It's Chibnall's best script in his era so far. I really quite like the stuff with Ryan and family. It continues to actually flesh those relationships out. I'm much more meh on the Dalek stuff than most people. There isn't much of interest done with it. It was neat to have one surviving out of its shell. Once it was back in the shell, I found it quite dull. Just shooting and killing. There was also lots of unnecessary and pointless stuff. Did we need any of that stuff from the ancient times? It didn't have any relevance to the plot. Certainly not anything that couldn't have been told by the archaeologists. I think it's just because it looks cool. Chibnall is trying to tell awesome. some jokes, and they are bad. <laughs> the internet one completely kills the pace. <laughs> Even the unit one isn't necessary, since when is the doctor gone to unit and not unit come to them? That's what Cody just said. Or Jill, or one of you. Keeps up the weird. That was Jill. <laughs> it was me. Keeps up the weird passivity of the doctor. Stop giving the NMDs ground. Wayne Yip is as fantastic as before, and I would have him back in an instant. He actually managed a decent shot inside the TARDIS, from what I remember. Oh wow! Only one series, and you're all going to be caught up. Next series is going to be a roller coaster. 
It's been interesting to see fandom settle on that joke being about Brexit. There are all sorts of interpretations at the time, including more Trump. I think it's specifically a Brexit joke because they say funding from unit comes from international sources. So it's like other countries were helping fund it. And when Brexit happened, Uh. like you interpret that as being the EU. And then when Brexit happened, that money's not coming in anymore. Um, Right. Oh, just remembered, Yaz was in this episode. <laughs> I, <laughs> I joke, but apparently she was meant to have Lynn's part, like the Dalek was supposed to be attached to her. But the oh, that would have been sick. But the cast went to San Diego Comic Con instead, so they had to find someone <laughs> else to shoot all that stuff. Um, that did have its upsides, like this awesome picture, and then he shared a picture from Comic Con of the Doctor Who cast and the Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast doing a professional photo together. Oh, Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Also, you know, the archaeologist story, but that's fine. You should put that in the Discord. I want to see it. Am doing. Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine. I love it. (laughs) That's fun. Well, should we move on to fun facts? Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. That's your cue, Alex. Yeah, Everyone is singing anymore. except you. No, no, no. No, that was perfect. They all did it. Nah, we're okay. bad. Trash. This is the third story after the end of time part one and the Big Bang to take place on the day that it airs. That's a lot. I like to look at all the actors, see if they've been in any Doctor Who stuff before. Charlotte Ritchie was Lynn. She's the lead of Terry's favorite show, Ghosts. She's also currently... On the currently airing season of Taskmaster, and she's awesome on it because she's terrible at everything. Um, she's also uncredited as student in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Woohoo! Is she is she an act actor or like a comedian? She's an actor. On Taskmaster, okay. the last couple seasons they've been having like four comedians Just and one people? actor, like kind of funny actor. Oh. Nice. Like they had the really the main nice. lady last season. They had the main lady from the IT crowd, and oh okay, just like Charlotte Ritchie, she was terrible at everything, but was having so <laughs> much fun. She just was cry laughing the entire time. Nice. Yeah, she seems chill. Like you could just go have a pint with her. Like she seems cool. Nikesh Patel was Mitch. He also voices Mo in the recently released Doctor Who and the Lonely Assassins mobile game, which I've played about 45 seconds of. Is it good? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a lot of like, you you get sent messages on your phone and you need to like hack them. So it's a lot of just like, you know, touching things in a message or an audio file or a picture. Daniel Adegboyega was Aaron. He also played Guard in the Torchwood Miracle Day episode, The Categories of Life. And the most important fact, James Lewis plays Farmer Dinkle. That is all. (laughs) (laughs) But it's spelled D-I-N-K-L-E. Pretty upset. Why didn't you change your name? (laughs) <laughs> actually that that lady who's in the call center that's the tweet of mine that she liked because she when they posted the cast list for this episode like you know a month before it came out or a couple weeks before it came out she was so excited to be on doctor who she tweeted it like look there's my name you know i'm gonna be on doctor who and then right under her was farmer dinkle and i was like what <laughs> and so i just <laughs> i just retweeted it and said like oh so close because it's just off on the spelling of my name. Alex, give me the MVP theme song. MVP. Alex, is your MVP Sagan Akinola? Uh, who who was that? The composer. Yes, because that was a callback to the Dalek music. That's why I asked. It was dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. Yeah. No, the music in this, specifically the Dalek music, but then also just like the sound mixing in this episode was really good. Jill mentioned like the the sync up with the Dalek and uh Lynn's voice, but I'm giving it to the composer because that shit was baller. Jill, who's your MVP? Um 
Who's the writer? Chris Chibnall. Chib Chibnall. That old guy. <laughs> he who runs Chibbers. the show. Uh, I think I have to give it to Chris Chibnall. I, it's just, it was really refreshing compared to everything else we've seen this season. That was a nice change of pace. And I'm sure, I was thinking this throughout, that I think it would have been a really fun episode to watch on New Year's Day, like as a one-off holiday episode. Yeah. Especially coming off of that season. Something I said frequently while this season was airing, and I don't know how much I still think it, but maybe a little, was that what I was missing from the season as it was airing was Jodie Whittaker's Doctor in the Doctor Who that I know. And just something as simple as putting a Dalek in the story made it what I was looking for. Because before that, it seemed kind of like a different show, which it's supposed to. That's the whole fucking point. But I was struggling. Terry, who's your MVP? I am giving my MVP to uh, Charlotte Ritchie. I thought her performance was just wonderful, just knowing what else she's able to do. But seeing her from a, a sweet woman turning into this, like, hate filled, nasty puppet was just wonderful and we all know terry thinks all sweet women (laughs) should only exist (laughs) to serve their man (laughs) (laughs) cody who we got i well now that she already has her placard on the mantle you can give someone else i'm going to to, no jake no i can't cgi department deserves this one (laughs) They had absolutely amazing CGI in this episode. That that scene, besides the fact that now the TARDIS is always fucking stunning and shaking scenes are done very well. That's probably not special effects. But that the, almost the opposite. The collapsing star that they put together and put there. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Well done. That whole scene. Absolutely insane. Well, good job. Sam, who you got? I'm with Terry. On what's her face? I don't know her name, but Charlotte Ritchie. <laughs> she did a really great job of playing both sides, and her facial expressions and the voice dubovers were all great. Do you think she's better or worse than Mandip Gill would have been if she had to do that part? Mm, no one knows because we've never her seen her anything do anything to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say with worse. <laughs> we don't get to know Amanda. Yeah. She might be the best chops. actor who's ever lived. We'll never know. <laughs> True. Uh, you don't even know she's there. She's acting so well. <laughs> she's like Drax. If I stand complete, I can make myself <laughs> invisible by standing so still. Um, my MVP is Verbatim. the director, Wayne Yip, I think. Among other great things about this story, I think it's directed extremely well and it feels different from the rest of the season maybe just because it's the only story that takes place on earth apart from the premiere uh but yeah even just like the car chase was super cool and i was into it yeah agree it is now time for everybody's favorite podcast segment the pub quiz i i have while you guys were talking Instead of listening to you, come up with five questions <laughs> to ask your pub quiz teams. Those teams will be you and that which you're married to. For some of you, that's nobody because you're a sad, Aww. sad person. <laughs> oh, wow. thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jake talking to the mirror. <laughs> so I will ask a question, go into your room and come up with an answer. What alias does the doctor use when passing as a human? So the way I came up with these is I just hit the old Doctor Who random episode generator, and then whatever it fell on, I just came up or thought of a question. Nice. So some of them were Good a little questions. hard. Have you checked your answers? Nope. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what alias does the Doctor use when passing as a human? 
John, John Smith. Smith. Yay, everybody got it. Oh, Terry shit. did not. Except Terry. Oh, no. <laughs> did you put Terry? I put Mr. Johnson because I knew what? John was familiar, <laughs> but I couldn't think of what it was. Old two Dick Johnson. Even I knew that one. Okay, so John Smith is. What's. Is that. Who uses that for the alias? The doctor. The person the, the question doctor, was about. Doctor Who. No shit. But I mean, was it like Matt? All of them. Smith? All of them. All of them, yeah. Yeah. Like, he always what, what is Tenant in Family of Blood? Is John his name John Smith? Smith John, in that? John Smith. Okay. It's also the name he uses yeah. when he's a teacher in the school, in school reunion. Skew. Etc. What is the name of the queen from the Beast Below? Queen Elizabeth? Queen Victoria. Ah, shit. Queen Elizabeth no, is not good that. enough. Queen Elizabeth the 21st. Queen, Queen Liz. Queen Lizzie. She goes... I wrote... I I did write down the Duh. 21st, because I knew it was like a future one. She goes by Liz 10. She is Elizabeth the 10th. 10th. Liz 10. Damn, that's so much Co- cooler. Constantly referred to as Liz 10 in the story. But, well, maybe uh, if you would Liz 10 to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Married to Who's final episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are canceled as fuck. That's great. What race did the empty giant ship that was hurtling towards Earth belong to in the dinosaur on a spaceship? Cybermen, I don't know. Humans. Slavine? I said human. Oh, Slavine sounds right. Dinosaurs was kind of a big giveaway. It was the Silurians, the lizard oh, people. Yeah, wasn't there like a living Triceratops thinger? Yeah. Yeah. There was. You mean there a was Triceratops? T Rex, there were Velociraptors, there were Pterodactyls. No, but like uh, there were, yeah. a- anthropomorphic Triceratops. What? No. No. Oh, okay. That maybe hey maybe it was a kid do you, show. Do you I don't mean know, animatronic? I, it's all oh no, one that like, like talked? human human like. <laughs> no, yeah. there was a Silurian though in a video. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Who was River pretending to be, which takes charge of the Roman army? Cleopatra. Oh, it is Cleopatra. Oh, Sam, that was still so good. Like, it's so close. We picked Nefertiti. Oh, I thought Alex was going to make that mistake. That's the whole reason I asked the question. (laughs) What? Because she's the one from Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Yeah, yeah. in Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, you kept calling Nefertiti Cleopatra. (laughs) So I thought thought you might do it the other way. No, no, no. Cleopatra is the only queen of Egypt that I've ever known. That Alex knew Cleopatra. Jesus Christ. How long? Nefertiti's so easy to remember. (laughs) How long were the Doctor and Martha trying to hide their identities in Family of Blood? One Uh, year. No. Three months? Yes. I said three months too. Oh, man. (gasps) Are me and Terry right? Oh, my God. Insane. They were. They're Googling. Check their search history. Martha (laughs) Martha says, when talking to her friend, they've been there for two months, so she only has one month left. Alex said three years to start with, so don't claim that one. I did say no, no, I'm not claiming it. I'm just you like, said, are me and Terry right? No, I said I said <laughs> we. Like me and you. We're team Jill. You said me. <laughs> are uh, me and Sam, Terry? Did you right? say three years or four years? I said one year, then you were like, she no, and I was like, I don't know. Four years. I, I started I started with three months and Jill's like, that long? And I was like, well, now that you say it, that does seem a little long. I don't think Martha would wait around that long. How many points does everybody have? Two. Three. Two. Not enough. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a tiebreaker, and we'll ask it just for fun. How many episodes of Doctor Who have been written by Stephen Moffat? 50. 50. I said 48. 72. Damn, undercut. It is 51. Oh! Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> GG, no re. Had it. Never didn't have it. <laughs> Never didn't have it. And before nice. anyone comes at me, that was just very quickly counting the number of episodes listed on the TARDIS wiki. I did not look to see if they were separated, two-parters or not. I just needed an answer really fast. But it feels right. It feels right. does feel I right. Agree. Next week, new season, final season of episodes that exist it 
starts with a two-parter. We're only watching the first part, okay? Okay. They are called part one and part two in the title, so it's very easy to tell what you're doing. (laughs) I hope part two is actually part one. Because, like, timey-wimey. Alex, do the song. Well, I was I was just going to say, are you guys ready for the last season of Doctor Who? Like, this is kind of a milestone right now. Yeah. Spooky. like it, what are we going to do with our lives At this point, Wednesdays? it's just kind of like waking up and eating toast. Like, it's Tuesday podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wednesday. So, like, when it it's ends, Wednesday, it'll just be... Cody, yeah. Cody how'd it's you get the podcast day wrong? Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> No, Tuesday he watches it. He's just he yeah, literally wa- eats toast on Tuesday, so that's <laughs> it's, it's Life's called confusing. Toast Tuesday. Yeah. Get off my back. Now we actually have to like we've been joking about it, but we have to come up with like stuff to do after this now. I've got <laughs> stuff. I've got options. All right. Yeah. The first the show runner watch, is one of those options is like, just to quit. It. We can do that. I'm not watching Gilmore Girls. Jay. What? No, Gilmore Girls is off the table, except for, you know, when you guys finally quit and me and Jill can start our Gilmore Girls podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alex, yeah. I'm waiting no, on we'll, the song. We'll have to. Okay. This has been Married to Who's episode on Resolution. If you want to participate in our episodes, you can do so by tweeting at us at Married to Who Pod on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Married to Who. You can email us, Married to Who at gmail.com. If you want to listen to this podcast, you can do so on our website, Married to Who.com, where you can get all of our episodes. Or you can get the most recent 110 on Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. I'm a half myself jake cody sam jill alex and producer terry thank you so much for listening and please join us next week for spy fall part one Do 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 do